0: Hey, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody uh, We're going to do a special edition here today We're not even going to number this episode We're going to talk about St. Patrick's Day Alright, for those of you that don't know And no, I don't own the rights to that song, so I'll probably get in trouble. So if this episode goes away after a while, that's why. But what you're listening to is a guy named Liam Clancy. And Clancy and his brothers came over here in the 1900s, I want to say about the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, that time frame. And brought with them the old Irish uh, ballads that used to be sung in Ireland, and they put them in modern... Modern tunes and like that So if you're looking for stuff To do this St. Patrick's Day If you're looking for some good music You know, Google that Liam Clancy, the Clancy Brothers Uh, I also suggest The High Kings, I love listening to them Um, If if a lot of that stuff Is too slow for you You know, you can kick it up a little bit With Celtic Thunder A lot of people like Celtic women They freaking put me to sleep after about two Guinnesses But they they they'll do, and if you really just want to rock it out, try the Dropkick Murphys, Dropkick Murphys, Flogging Molly, those guys. That that will that good old good old stuff. You know, shipping off to Boston, Rose Tattoo, that's my and Kimberly's song is Rose Tattoo, but. I digress. There, music is a big part of a, of the Irish heritage, and and even though people like to talk about us drinking, and yeah, we do. There is a a lot of drinking. We'll delve into why that is, but but I want you, I I want you to think about something this St. Patrick's Day. Well, every St. Patrick's Day, there's more to being Irish than drinking. There's more to being Irish than drinking than eating corned beef and cabbage and potatoes. There's more to it than that. Wearing the green, showing the shamrock, flying the flag. There's more to it than that. And if there's anything that we we need to pass down as as true Irish people, we need to pass down our heritage in a way to teach people, to teach the young kids. I want to I want to give you an example. Imagine, if you will, a group of people fleeing their country, not leaving because well, it's kind of good here, and I can make a little more money over there. Imagine a group of people fleeing their country. They get to where they're going, and they're met by nothing but hatred, nothing but slang terms, and nothing but stereotypes. And they're willing to work, they're willing to do what it takes. How do we deal with that as Americans? Does that that sound familiar to you at all? Or, or how, about, how about this? Imagine you're... Imagine you're a group of people. Imagine you're you're a group of people, and somebody comes in and colonizes your land, takes it. Imagine that they take and kill your language. They just declare it dead. You can't speak your language anymore. You can't live here anymore. We're taking your land. Imagine a imagine a group of people that that their their music is forbidden, their religion is forbidden by the colonizers does that is that are there any lessons that can be learned as to how we deal with that? Everything in history has already been dealt with before, and if you're Irish and you're on the wrong side of history, your ass is showing because that's exactly what happened. People talk about the Irish famine was the reason why we came here. The Irish famine was just a mechanism in history that triggered it that that triggered a migration what. The reason the Irish famine would not have been a a huge deal uh, it would have been in Ireland, and obviously the the problem with it was that there was the land was taken by by the crown, the English crown, British crown rather I don't know the exact wording you want to use. The Empire was had had taken Ireland. they had settled Ireland and they didn't they didn't like that the people. Could fight back. They were a threat for whatever reason, whether it was perceived or real. And they were actually told, Your land is now my land. And they gave the land away to nobles because that's how kingdoms work. You got land, now I got land. And I'm going to use that to barter. And you're going to work my land. And in the consequence of that, in order to make Ireland more English, the English actually turned around and said, You are no longer allowed to be. Catholic you're no longer allowed to practice the old religions you've heard of druids and like that. You're no longer allowed to speak Gaelic. Gaelic was outlawed. The reason that the symbol of Ireland, and most people say the symbol of Ireland is the shamrock, it's not the symbol of Ireland is the harp, and that was and that is a form of of rebellion because they took away the song they took away the music. You were no longer allowed to be Irish kind of the same thing that happened here the problem is here the american indians didn't have any place to go but that's another digression that's a whole another another thing to get into was it good or bad there's a whole debate there that 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 can be had about that but what that what that set up when when the fungus hit and caused the blight the potato blight they had no place to go they had zero recourse Now, at the same time, this was right around the mid-1800s, 1840s, 1850s. It all kind of progressed through there. America, when you think about it, America was less than 100 years old. You had maybe first-generation Americans, definitely second-generation Americans. The Irish immigration during that time frame was the first true migration of immigrants that were fleeing their country. Everybody else that had immigrated to America were doing it to better themselves. It was okay here, but we're going over there because it's a land of opportunity, unclaimed wealth, unclaimed resources. I'm a lumberman over here. I can do better over there. So up until then, immigration to America was very rarely due to some kind of an oppression. Not to say it wasn't. Not to say it never it never was until then, but the Irish immigrants—the reason that we're here, and and the reason that we that that is significant in American history—is it's the first real form of refugees. Refugees are a whole different or a whole different animal than somebody who says, "Hey, can I come over here? Can I be American? Because I want to start a I want to start a business." Whole different animal. If you're a refugee, you're running. You're starving, or somebody's trying to shoot you and kill you, and all that stuff. So during that time frame, we tackled, we we hit it, and we're kind of. If you're not looking at at this, and like I say, if you're not Irish, or if you're Irish and you're not sharing this, and you're not looking back at your family history or your cultural history, you you may be on the wrong side of history because there's right now we call it a crisis because everything's a crisis. But there's still more migrations that happen all the time. And we want to be on the right side of it. We want to help these people out if we can. It doesn't mean we want to give up. We came to America and we, and there was a lot of misconceptions, just like what's happening now. We were drunks. We were lazy. One of the big misconceptions that's always bothered me was that we hated the, we hated, uh, black people. And it took me some digging to find out where that came from because Irish, the Irish heritage, even when you look at it, I don't care where you look at Irish heritage, the Irish culture is about two things, family and community. That's above all. Irishmen will do anything. They will give up drink, tobacco, everything for family and community. So where does this that we hated black people come from, that we hate other nationalities. Well, where it came from is that when we came here, we were the minorities. And the only people we could fight back was for jobs. It actually came from what a lot of people don't understand is the Irish didn't weren't sent here. They weren't intended. A lot of them didn't even know that they were going to the main hubs of New York City and Five Points, Baltimore, Fells Point. Boston, Philadelphia, which is where the most of our when you think of Ireland, when you think of Irish American, you think of either New York or Baltimore for good reason, they're very boisterous chicago, the chicago irish very boisterous loud people they were going they were actually sent and told they were going to New Orleans now in New Orleans, most of the jobs were with uh well slaves before the Civil War after the Civil War. The cheap labor and the easiest community that you were going to knuckle into to survive was the black community. So, yeah, they did fight the black community. And and fighting out of survival and fighting out of hatred are two different things. It doesn't make it right. I'm not saying it, it made it right. And I would like to think that we've reconciled since then. But anybody that had a cheap job, we, we formed a community and we took what we had to to feed our families it's it's a nasty thing and it's a hurtful thing to look at in your history but you've got to look at it like that and if you're irish you you need to be teaching your kids this we did bad it was a very unpleasant thing and the optics are obviously freaking phenomenally bad are we like that now how have we progressed we've done we've done a lot here in america and in my family just to give you an idea. Most most people don't know much more of their their Irish heritage, and they say on St. Patrick's Day today, everybody's Irish, right? That's always been a joke. It's always been a party house. Everybody's Irish. My family come over. They boarded the boat in Limerick. They were Edward was a was a horse thief, and they boarded the boat and they come over. Great grandpa, great grandfather Joe was born in New York City, lived in New York City. Married Grandma Daisy, and in, and in New York City, you can pretty much tell that they were that they were settled in the Five Points area, and they were not noted for being they were hard workers, but they were noted for their drink because, well, they were outlaws, and that's why they're here. They were outlaws and couldn't make a living in back in Ireland, well, because there was nothing to make a living off of. And my grandfather, one of eighteen kids, after two of those kids died selling apples and whatever they could on the streets, moved them to upstate New York. And it was all downhill from there, downhill in a good way. They worked, and they worked, and they worked. My, you know, we, we looked at my grandfather, very strong Irishman, very good, very loyal Irishman. His mom, Grandma Daisy, they said could speak uh, could speak English, but she had such a strong Gaelic accent, not even Irish, she has such a strong Gaelic accent that it was very hard to understand her. Now, I was very young when she died, I think about two or three, I think. And uh, I remember a very loving woman. I remember, my God, there was always something cooking, but thats that was the Irish way. We always hold on to the old ways, and the reason that we hang on to the old ways is because you learn from them. You have to pass that down. So before you pour that pint of Guinness, you better be teaching your kids some some of the things of the old ways, even if it's not Irish. Some, you know, you better be having the family get-togethers before you head down to the pub. So we that that's our that's our main things, and I, I, I want you all to bring the kids around and, and teach them some of that stuff, some of the things that we bring forward as a as a culture that are ingrained in us, our love of song, our love of laugh. Yeah, we do drink. We drink quite heavily. And while in any culture, any society, there's always that gene for the, I call it the gene for the disease. But it'll loosen you up. It'll loosen you up. And then you need to start thinking about and and talking amongst yourselves, making a family and making a community. So, you all just have fun with that. Have your corn, beef, and cabbage. Have your corn, beef, and cabbage. And chill out. Peace out. I love you. all me bye